Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenges holding on. Cut glory for Kablenges. But it is all hard style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Howdy team, big edition of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast, massive edition in fact. We're going to have a chat with uh, Carly Feltham a bit later on in the podcast regarding her rising star, Kasaya, who tackles one of the, the kings of the sport in Aston Rupee in a fast class event at Sandown Park tomorrow night. But straight off the top, the news uh, just recently of the retirement of last year's Melbourne Cup winner, Kablenz. He, he plays a, a key role in our intro on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast, uh, a key pillar in that that intro with Dan Hibbert's wonderful call of him winning the Melbourne Cup last year, but sadly he's uh, he's had a, a, an incident during a trial, I believe, at Geelong, um, and therefore his racing career has been cut short. He wasn't even three years of age yet, but he, he conquered the, the highest mountain, the biggest peak in Greyhound Racing win in the Melbourne Cup, and no doubt he'll be he'll be off to stand at start. I, I did read on the GRV website that it'll be around $2,250 to to get a service to to one of the, the fastest greyhounds we've seen with, with that early speed in, in the last few years, Kablenz, and, and he proved that to, to win a Melbourne Cup. And I thought a great way to uh, to remember the uh, the star that was Kablenz on the racetrack would be that we'll run a, a little quiz now that will be about five questions long and you can play along at home. And, and here are the five questions. First up, how many races did Kablenz win? I'll give you about two or three seconds to, uh, to write down your answer at home. He won 26 races from 42, so a, a terrific strike rate. Question number two is a bit bit harder, I suppose. How did he qualify to run in the Melbourne Cup? Once again, I'll give you a couple of seconds to come up with your answer. And yes, it, it was uh, he dead heated with Japara, and as it turned out, both he and Japara made the final, and we all know that Typhoon Sammy was the greyhound that got put down as the, the ninth quickest time and therefore was first reserved for the Melbourne Cup. So... Fair to say he just scraped into the Melbourne Cup, but he took full advantage of, of getting a run and, and he was too good from box number three in the final. Question three, how much prize money did Kablenz end up with? The answer is $792,165. Question four, I found this interesting because a lot of the, the stars of the sport, they start with a boom. Their first two or three runs, they're dynamic and everybody's talking about them. How many races did Kablenz win in his first four starts? The answer is he won one of his first four, and that was a maiden win at Warnable over the 450 metres. And I, I think this last question, question five, is the key to Kablenz. How many times did Kablenz break the magical five-second barrier to the first split in races at either Sandown or the Meadows? And the answer is five times, and, and, and a 4.93 first split at Sandown Park, to his credit. That was what made Kablenz the superstar that he was. He was a reliable beginner, a wonderful chaser, and you'd have to think he's going to be a really good stud dog because he's he's perfectly bred. He's by Fernando Bale. He had the same traits as Fernando Bale, and he's out of Uphill Jill, who was a, an absolute Group 1 winning superstar herself. So well done to the Gills, well done to everyone concerned. A wonderful racing career comes to an end with Kablenz, but the door opens on a, on a stud career that, that I think would be beckoning, and, and he'll have, a, a, I think, equal success in the Breeders' Barn as to what he did on the racetrack. So cheers to Kablenz. Run of the week.
By G, I had uh, my work cut out with run of the week from last week. Uh, Aston Lavinia won the first. Uh, was a, a terrific win and got us home at $13 in the first race of the night. Amron Boy was was breathtaking and, and Big Opal Rocks equally as good. It was just a, an incredible night of racing at Sandown last Thursday night. But have a listen to this. Zipping Kansas makes an incredible staying debut in Melbourne. Yes, he, he, he made his staying debut at Wentworth Park and blew them away. But to come down to Sandown Park, and I believe sight unseen and do this to a, a good quality field, he's the next superstar of Greyhound Racing. Set to run. Race number four. Ready, set, and away. His last early Zipping Kansas, but got to the ground pretty quickly and is out after the leaders. Thunder Tears leads early. Zipping Kansas ducked back to the inside, got to second under Venus Lights. And they're clear from Aston Alpha and last of all, Grace of Spirit. Zipping Kansas up on the rail and underneath of Thunder Tears and raced away. Put two lengths on that Thunder Tears as they head into the back straight. Then Venus Light, followed by Aston Alpha, last of all, Grace of Spirit. It's Zipping Kansas, leads by four. Trying hard, Thunder Tears, but not making an impression. Venus Lights to the outsides, running on. And then Grace of Spirit, and last of all was Aston Alpha. Zipping Kansas is opening up now and racing. Clear, big win again. Zipping Kansas by about nine over Venus Light. He is a genuine freak, Zipping Kansas, and he's got the, the world at his feet when it comes to staying racing. 41.273 is just a, an incredible Sandown Park debut, and, and the, 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 the staying greyhounds that spring to mind when you talk of runners that can go that quicker, the, the likes of uh, Tornado Tears, Miata, a sweet it is type of run. So, Zipping Kansas, he, he could easily be the next big thing in staying racing. And I, I don't think we're going too far off to, to say that. He, he's already put the runs on the board and, and he can just hold that speed and sustain that with such good stamina that he is going to be a, an absolute superstar. And he'd be my pick right now to win the Sandown Cup. Obviously, you've got Mambo Manelli and Mapunga Ruby, but by gee, he looks to be a class above those, doesn't he? Thursday's preview. Thursday's preview. Greyhound racing at uh, Sandown Park, and we'll go through the little ten race program uh, beginning at six fifty-seven. Last race at ten past ten, and uh, a nice little program of greyhound racing. We don't have to wait at all for the best bet of the night. Race one, number one, Fearless Max. I. I just think he drops into the, the right race here. He's been contesting some, some really tough races behind Black Spartacus of late, and, and he hasn't been too bad either. He's just been ran over in the last 100 metres or so. So I think, uh, I think he's clearly the best bet of the night. Race one, number one, Fearless Max. And we had Harley Whelan on the, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he gave us the indication that he trialled well at Sandown. So he, he'll deliver off the inside. I'm fairly confident race one, number one. Hey, always gamble responsibly. Race two, I'm going to Dusty Burbsky. Consistent form, drawn to get a decent run in what looks a pretty even race. Race two, number two. Race three, well, Orca's been a, a bit of a revelation for Steve Nagy, a, a bit of a hobby trainer out of Terrelgan, but I, I'm going to go against uh, Orca and settle on seven, Bex Manelli. Just didn't have much luck last time, but, but kept grinding away. So with a bit of luck mid-race, can be there at the end. Race three, number seven. Race four, well, I guess all eyes are going to be on the clock with Aston Rupee. We'll have Carly Feltham on the line, the, the trainer of Kasaya, who's been given a, a good chance to uh, to at least stir Aston Rupee, I guess. He's marked as a $9 hope in comparison to Aston Rupee at one forty with the watchdog. It'd be nice to have a chat to Carly Feltham and, and see how she feels about taking on the champ Aston Rupee. I think he's near unbeatable, though, Aston Rupee. He's just such a good dog, and... 
uh, and he just seems to do everything right. I think he's drawn well out in box number seven. But if there is any trouble, expect a big run from Kasire. I've got a lot of time for him, and uh, I think Carly Feltham's got a, a really, really nice youngster on the rise. Race five, we're going three, Octavia Bale. Race six, I, I found it hard to separate the one and the two, but I just thought when they raced last, good to go was a, was a better run. So race six, number one, good to go. Race seven, I'm going with five, Osprey Rose in what looks an even race. The class is drawn out wide. Uh, race eight, number two, Rickett and Rick. In a, in a 595-metre race, I'd expect him to lead, especially with Arizona Eyes slow from the inside early. So race eight, number two, Rickett and Rick. He's probably one of the the better bets of the night on the each way. Race nine going one, keep it black. He just loves the inside draw, so he's drawn perfectly. And race 10, I'm going to go to Aston Shine, but this is one of the, the stronger fifth-grade races we've seen around Sandown Park. There's the likes of Nike Apache, Storm Stroller, who's rising through the grades quickly, well-grounded, Zara's Ivan, and even Fabriola Duran, who's been showing speed and, and had no luck at all last time out and been mixing it in good races. So it's a tough one. I'll go with the class of Aston Shine, race 10, number two. Inside Info. Well, as we begin to record the episode of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast for tomorrow night at Sandown Park, it, it seems fitting that we're touching base with the uh, the owner-trainer of Kasaya, named after Cozzy Pickett. Of course, the AFL begins tonight, and Carly Feltham's been good enough to join us on the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. How are you, Carls? It must be quarter time in the footy. Good, good, but now it's not quarter time. I've got you on pause on Foxtel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the joy's now. Hey... You must be a, a bit of a Mad D's fan. I, I, I saw the social media post last year in the lead-up, or was it after the grand final, when you pretty much painted the whole kennel in demons' colours. Can you can you tell us about that? Oh, it was a week. It was probably a week before, and the stewards actually came out to swab me, and I was on the ladder painting um, <laughs> paint, painting the the, fa- the shed door, and Ian's like, oh, it's not Richmond. And I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, and what, <laughs> so you, you painted just the demons' colours, so pretty much the Guernsey on your shed door. Pretty much. <laughs> and it's still there now? The, oh, it's still there now with the words raise hell. <laughs> and what, what was what was the, the plan moving forward? Is, is that going to get scrapped if they go bad this year? Or are you one of those supporters that will stick with the, the Ds no matter what? Oh, stuck with them no matter what. I think I was uh, 14 when I started barracking for them. <laughs> I was going to say, look, it's been a long journey to win a flag, so I'm guessing oh, yeah. Oh, you, won't, yeah. <laughs> you won't be jumping off the ship too soon. Hey, this great no. that you named after Cozzy Pickett Kasaya, um, yep. he's equally as exciting as, as the AFL star, isn't he, the way he goes about it. And he, and he obviously showed you a, a lot of ability, a lot of potential from a pretty early stage. Yeah, very much so. He's, um, he just did everything right from the start. Favourite player, favourite player for the D's is Cozzy Pickett. I'm assuming. Oh, Cozzy and uh, Clayton Oliver. <laughs> Actually, did I see in the litter that there's a, a dog named after? Yeah, be like Oliver. Be like Oliver. Yeah, um, his kennel name's Gino, and he he's uh, a bit more faint-hearted than uh, Oliver, so that's why be like Oliver. <laughs> okay, so you're hoping he turns into a bit of a Clarence down the track. Is that the plan? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and this boy, Kasaya, uh, that first up run at sale, he had absolutely no luck. I'm looking right back to his first debut run in October last year. He then went and ran a really good second at Warrigal, but at his third start, he bounced. He led all of the way, 24-70 to win a maiden at sale. It's almost near unheard of, and I guess you must have been pretty excited then thinking, well, you know, he looks like he's going to be above average, this boy. 
Oh, very much so. I went up there for the Vic Breeders for his very first start and um, we got stuck behind the boxes for over an hour due to lightning and I was cursing because, you know, I first started behind the boxes that long. Um, oh, well, it is what it is. He came out a couple of starts later and showed exactly what he could do. <laughs> yeah, it was a breathtaking win when he when he won his maiden. And, and, and he's progressed from there, hasn't he? And have you been a little bit surprised just how quickly he has progressed? He, he's mixed it free-for-all grade. I think he's won two now, hasn't he, at the Meadows? And look, yeah. he's, he's just he's going really, really well. He, he seems to love the Meadows probably more than Sandown, but saying that, he ran not a shabby time on a Sunday in um, a 29.40 from memory. Um, so we we broke him in ourselves and we broke him in at Sandown um, using Kerry Smythe boring and he only needed to go three times and he did exactly what he needed to do and um, frustrating sometimes because he doesn't necessarily get down at box rise, but as soon as he hits, he takes off. It's just that one, that one split second. <laughs> Not even a second, really. I suppose. Yeah. Well, those those two wins in free for all grade at the Meadows. He split five oh four and five oh eight. So he, he can definitely run the arms off the clock early. No doubt about that. I, I just want to wind the clock back to the decision when you had Wolfie's girl, the mum of Kasaya, and you had a, a really good racing career with her over the years. She won a, a whole heap of races. She was competing in town. Was it, yep. was it a tricky decision to pick a sire back then? We hear so many people that, that have a broody and they sit there and go, well, who should I choose as the sire? And you probably went with a greyhound who back then may well have been almost a little bit unproven in Zambora Brocky. Yeah, pretty much. But I always get David Brash to do um, one of his breeding reports for me. And Zambora Brocky was one of the um, the top choices. And there was a litter that was Stinger Noah and he was in the Million Dollar Chase. Um, but injured himself. But I really liked that litter, and there was breeding along similar lines, even though it didn't necessarily look like it, it was close. Um, and so that's why I went with that, because he would run from behind. And Wolfie's was quick out, and it was a matter of catch me if you can. But because she was so little, if she got checked, she couldn't really make up for it. So that was the decision behind Brocky. And it must have been nice when you've seen the size of Kasaya, he's 35 kilos and he's, he's not going to take any bull slasen, is he? <laughs> no, and you know, he was massive when he came out because I whelped them myself and I remember him being 680 grams wow. and I sent a photo to Ash Terry. She goes, he'll be 35 kilos, Carly, you mark my word. And she was right. <laughs> yeah, spot on. Well, we actually had a litter not too long ago ourselves and um, yeah, they, they were about 600 and they were they were really big pups. So 680 is a is an absolute whopper. That There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Box one against Aston Rupert. You run into to one of the best greyhounds in the country. How, how, do you, how do you line up throughout the week? Is the preparation any different knowing that you have to, to go to that level to try and beat a dog like Aston Rupert? Or do you sit back and just enjoy the ride and, and what is meant to be will be? Just enjoy the ride, really. The same thing is always – we always do the same thing leading in, into a race. So he, he doesn't know it's Aston Rupi. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. Marty doesn't know. <laughs> and, and the name, Marty, where'd that come from? As a, as a, as a pet name, he's, he's named Marty at home? Yeah, he came out and it was Marty the Monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it's yeah. worked out, hasn't it? He's, uh, he's yeah, turned exactly. into to something very nice. I was just having a, a bit of a, a look online and I just noticed that the mum of uh, Kasai is currently uh, in pup to Tommy Shelby. Is that right? Hopefully. Um, I, I, I'm looking at her. This, she's a little bit um, 
Daisy's a little bit of an antsy. She still thinks she's two and she's not. She's six. Um, she And she gets a little bit angry when she's pregnant. So I'm hoping she's filled out a little bit. So fingers crossed. Would she be more angry if she's pregnant in comparison to you watching the Ds if they were to get rolled tonight? Oh, nah, they're not going to get rolled. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know the score. I haven't. I didn't even realise that the first round was tonight. But, hey, good no. luck, uh, good luck, Carly. We appreciate you coming on and, and, and having a bit of a chat regarding Kasai. Good luck with the Ds this year. And I'm sure they probably don't need any luck after how well they went last year. They're only going to be bigger <laughs> no, and stronger. No. And look, it, it might be the same with uh, with your boy Kasai. He does look to be on the up. And, and one last little question just before I let you go. I've just been asking different trainers and participants on this podcast, you know, what would be the the one thing that you think is so important in greyhound racing when it comes to either owning, training or breeding? Is there one thing that stands out that you think you just you just must do and it will give you the success in the long run? Don't cut corners and work hard, work your guts out. Well, that's me gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't she an absolute legend? Carly Faltham, the the owner-trainer of Kasaya, who is a, a greyhound who is heading in the right direction. He's a young star. He's won 11 of 20, two free-for-all victories, and he takes on one of the, the real greats of the sport, Aston Rupee, tomorrow night. So really, really looking forward to, to seeing how that race plays out. Well, that's all we have for you for this edition, episode 13 of the GLO Premier Racing Podcast. I hope you've had some fun having a listen. Uh, Until next time, as always, safe travelling. You know the drill. Happy punting.